Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login <laughs> for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Yes, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You are welcome. You you know what? I, I want to say this right off the top. I want to say this up front. So we have been doing this podcast for, what do we say? 30 41, years, right? 41 years. 41 years. That's right. Yep. It's 41. I forgot about the first three years. And um, there's these things go in like phases. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I mean, you know, like all things that last this long. Uh, and one of those phases is like those moments we will have roughly once a, a year or so where we're like, it's time to tighten up the podcast. It's, it's, <laughs> we, are, we are tightening this thing up. That's it. This cause The last one we did, I mean, it was 17 hours. That was, I thought that was a little long. Probably. It was like two, the last one was more than two hours, right? It was, which, it was like which two is, hours and 20 minutes. Th and there, are so, yeah. there are very few movies that should be longer than two hours, <laughs> much less two dopes talking about nothing. Exactly. And so, yeah, I no, mean, it's, it's definitely time to tighten up. I will say uh, that, you know, people pay a lot of money for this, right? They pay, what does <laughs> it cost right. to subscribe right. to the podcast now? It's something, it's something like $169 oh. a year or something. And which you pay quarterly, lot. which is it's a, a lot, lot of money. Yeah. And so yeah. we, we try to give people their money's worth by talking, <laughs> by, by really filling up the time. But even, you know, too much of a good thing uh, isn't you don't necessarily want that. So it, so once in a while we say, right. listen, we got to really do a short and sweet one that <laughs> that it still gives people their money's worth. Still, right, right. you know, every every three months when you get that bill for <laughs> for forty three ninety nine, whatever right, it is, right. you, you're going to say, like, is this worth it? And we still want it to be worth it. But we also recognize time is short. People have other things to do. They can't only listen to us. Uh, and so today is one of those times when we're going to tighten it up. We're just going to tighten it up a little up. bit. This, this podcast is going to be 75 minutes. I'm telling you this right now, up front, even though we have not planned a single thing that we're doing on this show, it is going to be 75 minutes. And wherever we are at 75 minutes, we're just going to stop. We're stopping. That's yeah. it. I've got a <laughs> clock on us here. I've got a clock on. And this thing is going to be 75 minutes long. And right. I really think we should do this from here on in. I think that every episode should be 75 minutes long. And, and which is, by the way, 
way too long. Nobody should listen to us. No. So wait, that, that in itself is 35 to 50 minutes too long for this podcast. <laughs> now, oh. what if, okay, what if we do this though? What if we do what if we say the 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 median uh, uh is going to be 75 minutes, but oh. every but every once in a while you're going to get like a 6-hour right. <laughs> podcast. So you'll well, get to, to you'll get f- one that you'll get one that's six hours, and then the next week you'll get one that's like four and a half minutes or something like that. Well, that's right. To be fair to us, the two hour and twenty minute one we did was our season opener. We always we always go big on the season because you know we're giving you ninety eight point three percent effectiveness um, uh, accuracy on right. on what's going to happen. And you know, look, we've got to stretch that out a little bit. Uh, so uh, so I think that's fair. Uh, but yeah, mostly. Four and a half minutes. Really, we should do that. We should do like four six-hour podcasts a year, and the everyone, all the other ones should be like four minutes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and then you can you can either if you are a normal person, you can listen to the short ones, and if you're a a masochist, you can sign up for the six-hour version. That's I right. Give people options. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, look for for your money, you you should have options. Yeah. That's again, sort of- it is expensive. We know it's expensive to yes. subscribe to this, and so. We just want to feel like we are holding up our end of the bargain because you're paying a lot of money to listen to us talk. And, and by the way, we appreciated it. I mean, oh, honestly, completely. look, right? this, this, the money we've gotten from this podcast oh, is—it's putting my kids through school. <laughs> it's paying for my mortgage. You know, so we we're very grateful uh, for the. We have more than two and a half million subscribers. Yes, p- paying a hundred and sixty nine dollars a year to listen to yeah. us. That's a lot of money. Do the math. That's a lot of money we're making. We actually, I don't know how many people know this, but in two thousand nineteen, we actually made more money than the Avengers movies. That's right. All yes. combined. All yes. combined. All the, and who gets the headlines? Of course, the Avengers get the <laughs> Every headlines. Every time. Every time. Yeah. That's all they care about. Yeah. But like secretly, if you look at like the Forbes, like most valuable franchise list. <laughs> right. Right. It's uh, it's Star Wars number one. Right. And then it's the podcast. Yes. <laughs> and then it's the Avengers. Uh, the Avengers. Uh, and then world. the Bourne yeah. series. It's interesting that we're, yeah. you know, we're still ahead of the Bourne series. That, that was a big rivalry. For a while. Yeah, that we were going back and forth. Yeah, yes. it was like they would pull ahead and then we would pull ahead, and you know. Well, I, and and remember when they dropped uh, Matt Damon and Matt Damon didn't want to do it anymore? That's that was big for us. Yeah, was huge. Soared right ahead. We've already wasted five minutes of the seventy-five minutes that we're uh, going to give uh, these people. Uh, so uh, so let's let's go ahead. We have to start with segments, of course. That's right. we we're continuing our segment. So our first segment. Uh, of course, as everybody knows, is fruit talk. Fruit talk. And I have a fruit talk. My fruit talk thought this week is it's actually a continuation of a fruit talk um, feeling that I've had before, which is I believe on this podcast I have told people that I am desperately in love with the Cosmic Crisp Apple. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's wonderful. Now, I believe you've said it's a little more on the tart side for you. I don't know if you love the Cosmic Crisp. The I don't think I, I, do. I don't think I love it as much as you do, but it's a good apple. It's a good apple. I have not had a Cosmic Crisp in forever because, you know, I, I don't know if it was partly because it's seasonal, I'm sure, and partly because of the pandemic and, and you know, having, having fewer options. But the other day, um, went to a Whole Foods... And uh, they had Cosmic Crisp apples. And I was so excited. And I just thought to myself, this is what it is to be the age that I am. That mm-hmm. 
that was the most exciting thing that happened to me all week. Was now, did, that you, I, th- did you take it home and just get into your slippers? Oh, and, I, uh... did. <laughs> I did. I did. I put on my robe, my, my, you know, of course I put on my, you know, my white t-shirt with the, mm-hmm. with the sleeve, you know, sure. and, uh, and, and my, my underwear that they show on television all the time, sort of those mm-hmm. baggy underwear. Sure. And then I put on my robe, uh, got a pipe and, uh, and, and put on my slippers, got into a recliner with right. my cosmic crisp apple. Oh, it was the best. Threw on, the threw best. on your reading glasses and, and read a, <laughs> read a master and commander novel. <laughs> <laughs> I did by candlelight. Had a candle, uh, right. just going. I don't even know sleep- why. He had an old timey sleeping cap on, right, <laughs> with the giant, the tassel that flops over to the side. I did yeah. <laughs> with a little. And then tassel. when it was time for bed, you went. You picked up the candle that was in the little silver platter tray thing, right? And you right. carried it to your bed, and you <laughs> you put the candle next to your bed, and then you you blew out the candle, and then yes. you just curled up and went to sleep. And the whole room went dark. That was exactly how it went. The whole room yeah. went dark. Well, because you don't have electricity in your home. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was great, and all of it possible because of the cosmic crisp apple. So that was uh, that was great. That I have a really fruit talk uh, topic as well, which is you know I I love making myself smoothies. Uh, it's of course, my, my favorite thing uh, for breakfast. You is, put some is, weird is, stuff in your smoothies. I do. I I'm a, I'm a, like a mad scientist. I I, I create concoctions. Uh, that are different every time. I'm I'm in search of the perfect smoothie. So right. my wife bought uh, when she went shopping the other day. She found these um, frozen like acai berry sort of Ooh. like like envelopes right. that are uh, that are those. for smoothies. And let me tell you something, Joe. These yeah. things are the best. They are so oh, good. Wow. First of all, acai berry is like a superfood. It's it's delicious. It's delicious for you, but it's also excellent. It's dense, densely nutritious. Right. So I put one of these frozen uh, acai like sleeves into the smoothie as like the the main the main frozen thing in the smoothie. You add a little right. fresh fruit. You add the you add a banana. You add some blueberries. You add some strawberries. You add a, you add a handful of nuts in there. Like yeah. a handful of cashews. Some spinach. This thing. If the 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 key with the frozen acai sleeve is that it uh, uh, alleviates the need for ice cubes in well, your that's smoothie. What I was ask you. Yeah, cuz you don't you to it, it makes it cold and provides this incredible taste. I'm in love with these things. They're not cheap, man. Like four of them is like $90 <laughs> or something. They're so expensive, but uh they, it has revolutionized my smoothie game and I I may be behind the curve here. People probably have known about this for years. The technology has existed for some time to freeze uh, acai berry, but I'm just so pleased with it. And now the only problem is that you buy them in packs of four. Yeah. So like, bad, you know, bad number. Yeah. Bad we, number. we bought them uh, on Sunday. It's Wednesday. They're gone. I got to go get more of them now. Uh, that's the only problem with them. But I, I just, I couldn't be happier with what this has done for my smoothie game. I love this. I love this. First of all, I'm a big acai we have an acai bowl place near our house. Oh, the best! Oh, oh the best! Oh. And it's like a it's like a food truck acai bowl. Oh my gosh! Great! It's, it's and amazing. and you get, you put you put a little so the, you you make this like my we used to call it the ice storm because it's like you get this frozen slurry of acai and fruit and stuff, and then they oh. put a little, so they put some coconut flakes on there. Yes, and they yes. put a little granola in it. Granola. To give it a little crunch. Oh man! Oh man! It is the best breakfast it is so delicious delicious and it, it it's got you know i think um i i could be wrong here but i think you know six six ounces 
of acai smoothie bowl has something like 200,000 calories. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like 5,000 grams of sugar. That's yeah, the thing that's yeah. so great. It's like, and, it's just, okay, sugar. And acai berry is also, I think, very high in fat, which yeah. is, but but it's the good kind of fat. It's like avocado fat or something. So that's right. It's, you're, good fat. it's, it's a healthier fat. But so it's like you can, you eat one of these things and you're full for a week and a half, uh, which is part of what makes it a great uh, breakfast food is because you just sail right through lunch. Like you have it's a little best. tiny snack for lunch and you're good until dinner. Oh, the best. I'm telling you what, you know, to conclude the greatest fruit, tr- fruit talk we've ever done, I've got to say, by the way, yeah. uh, to conclude it, um, an acai bowl and one slice of almond butter toast. Mm. So, I mean, honestly, that's... <laughs> I, I don't know what you know. I I I try not to think about. I'm I'm very anti death penalty. I can say that, but death row meal that would be my death row meal right there. I think um I think given how good this fruit talk has gone, now would be a good time to announce. Sadly, that we're raising the price for <laughs> subscription to the podcast. It's going from one sixty nine a month to one eighty nine uh, a year. Sorry, yeah, it's now one eighty. It's going to be one starting starting on June first. It's going to be one hundred eighty nine. We're raising it twenty dollars. We have to. We have to. I mean, yeah. Well, you expenses. can't. You can't get. First of all, the expenses are enormous, and second of all, like I, for example, this microphone I'm talking into, you might remember I bought four years ago, and I'm still paying it off. Um, but also, right. uh, we just know that you can't get content like this anywhere else, no. and so no. it's it's a basic supply and demand situation. You know, we know you're going to keep paying, and so right. we're going to raise the price because we need. You know, we I need a boat. I got to get a boat. <laughs> we look. We we I mean you you hate to be this way but we have you. I mean, yeah, what, what we got gotcha. you. Where else are you going to get this? Where You're not, else? There's are you there's no get there's nowhere else on the internet that you can get two guys with our level of enthusiasm <laughs> talking about acai bowls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the NBA check in. NBA NBA is the NBA check in. I, I've got an NBA check-in, so I don't know if you if you brought something with you for the NBA check-in because I basically want to just throw out something to you on the NBA check-in and have you have you respond to it. Okay. Uh, but but did you bring something with you to the NBA uh, check-in this week? I have a couple things I could talk about, but uh, but I'll let you go first. I want you to talk about this Brooklyn team. I I, I find myself utterly like they are to me the most fascinating ridiculous wonderful terrible team i in memory for me uh, yeah. they uh, it's they're 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 whacked out i can i mean we all know the crazy you know you got the james harden thing you got the whole kyrie irving thing you got you've got kevin durant like insulting people on twitter and then scoring 50 i mean you've got like like this team is insane i love them and they play in brooklyn nobody even remembers that like everything about this team as me utterly gripped. I am totally gripped by this team. It it's no question the the NBA story of the decade. Oh my god. I think, right? Like, yes. like I, I don't I mean since since the Go-Go Warriors first burst onto the scene, there's never right. been a team that's as fascinating on the court and off the court. Yes. And you're right, it's like Durant picks a fight with Michael Rappaport on Twitter <laughs> and then just drops like 38. Well, com- comes back after not playing for 
for 25 games and right. and hits his first five shots. Yeah, it just makes just, everything. Just absolutely destroys everybody who's around him because he's unstoppable and unguardable. <laughs> and then and James Harden has gone from a guy who launched 15 threes a game to a guy who essentially only passes the ball. Uh, Kyrie, who's the still probably the best finisher at the rim of anyone yes. in the league, not named Zion Williamson, right? Uh, it, who who is himself when he decides to be unstoppable. He has he is a, a fascinating person who is going through a lot of turmoil in his own life and has, I think, a very sort of sensitive antenna for social justice and for the for things that are happening in the world. And so, you know, when there's yet another uh, like police killing of right. a black man, he just is like, I'm not playing tonight. And everyone's like, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. You don't. It's it's cool, man. Do your thing. And um, and which is, by the way, to me is a very admirable quality in a person like he has the he has the attitude of like, I don't care enough about anything outside of social justice to to like to like just do my what like to do the thing I'm supposed to do in quotes (laughs) when I when I feel this way. So I'm not going to do it. And and the team is kind of fine with it. And and it's the closest basketball thing that we have to Miles Davis, like a jazz, like he's an artist. And it's sort of like, you know, yeah, uh, there's bad stuff happening in the world, man. I'm not playing. I'm just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I want to play. And they're like, okay, fine. They're fine. And, and what is, what is wild about the team is that they're so good. And, and the guys surrounding them are so good that they, they have three of the, whatever, say 10 best players in the league and they only really usually play with one of them and they still beat everybody. <laughs> they do. And it's and it's like so on on the court they are they're inevitable and unstoppable in like 50 different ways. Like when it's just Harden, Harden is such a good passer and such a genius that he makes Joe Harris and and all these other guys right. into into these into like into superstars. 75% true shooting superstars. <laughs> And then when Kyrie plays, it's like, well, Kyrie can just at any moment take the ball and destroy, like, just dismantle offenses uh, in a in a in a shocking way. Like he can drill thirty foot threes, or he can just dribble through people and finish at the rim in like a hundred different ways. He can do whatever he wants. And then then Durant shows up, and he's an alien who is a hundred feet tall and can shoot from anywhere on the court. The only question. It, that I have about that team is like what happens when all three of them do play together because they well, haven't all that. year. Yeah. And there is like, they, they might have to just like bench some of them on a, <laughs> like, you know, the way that you're like, well, we have to keep, you know, two of these guys in the, on the floor at all times. Maybe they can't, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it has to be like, this is Durant's version of the team. This is Kyrie's version of the team. And this is Harden's version of the team. And and ne'er the the three shall meet or something. Well, it is, they they, but they they are just they are utterly they are must see TV every time they play. Every they, time they, you they're, have to watch them. They had a game the other day where it was Harden and Irving, and I don't believe there was no Durant in that game. And it was Harden Irving started, and Harden got hurt like a minute in the game, like two minutes into the game. He like it was like something with his hamstring or whatever. Yeah, hurt his hamstring. Yeah, right. I think. Yeah. And and then Kyrie was like, okay, well now I'm the greatest player in the world, and and that was it, and that was literally, and that's the thing that any of those three guys can do is 
it's it's you know it's it really does feel to me and maybe you know I keep thinking of this jazz analogy it does feel to me like each of those guys is just waiting for their solo like I don't know how they play together yeah uh, at all but any one of them is good enough to like make that team well certainly win the east I believe um and and probably win it all depending on whether or not uh, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis ever really come back. I mean, I, I don't really know. The West is so scary. I don't know how good Utah is. I don't know how good Phoenix is. I mean, they're great, but I don't know how good, like, in that setting they are. But, like, any of those three guys is good enough. And you put all three together, I don't know. Is it, like, some weird thing where it's, like, they're too good and, and it doesn't work? I, I don't know. It's so strange. Yeah, anything is possible, Um between and including a first round exit to the Charlotte Hornets and a in a four 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 sweep of the right. NBA Finals, like it it is it is truly wild. Um, I, I the the NBA is so weird and has been so weird since the pandemic started, and and this is they are the weirdest thing about yes. the 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 NBA right now, and in weird in a good and bad way, where like it there everyone is sort of you get the sense that everyone is like going about their business and playing their games, but like out of this corner of their eye, they're just watching the nets to see what happens. <laughs> like, just like, what's like, are you going to, is, are we, should we stop? Do you just want to win this or do, or should we keep going? Like there's just this weird, they are this insane juggernaut that is, these either going to tear the entire league apart uh, and, and win easily or implode. And, and it's unclear which, which one of those paths they're going down. I, it's just it is utterly fascinating. Yeah, I would say it's not only unclear, I would say it's like 50-50. Like, I mean, it's it's really, truly like you, you have to, you could not guess one way or the other with any confidence at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it oh. is bizarre. The The only team in the East, I think, that could beat them is, is Philadelphia because when Philadelphia, Philadelphia well, when is- they're the, healthy- I mean, yeah, when it beats it, healthy. I mean, basically, that's what it is. Th- that's the whole. That's the whole thing, right? Obviously, but also they are sort of the opposite of Brooklyn, where they're th- when they're playing well, it is when all their guys are healthy and they're all on the floor. Yes, that's when they're they're a machine. That's when they they seem to click. Like when Ben Simmons decides to be Ben Simmons and is just he's next to Kyrie, the best finisher at the right. rim, I think, it, yeah, or Zion. It's those three guys. They're, just, they're different. I mean, that's his, the thing. It's like you his, keep talking, yeah. Zion is his own category as a Yeah, finisher, right. You know? um, but he's an incredible passer. He runs that offense incredibly well. He is he is the uh, the best on-ball defender I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, <laughs> he is impenetrable as a True. defender. And then Embiid is just this kind of, Embiid does this thing that makes me laugh so hard, which is he gets the ball in the low post and then he just turns around and faces the guy who's defending him and just stares at him for like five seconds. And then he just jumps up and hits like a 17 footer and he makes it every time. It's like, he doesn't, he has a bunch of moves. He has a bunch of Akeem Olajuwon type post moves he can do, but his favorite move is to get the ball somewhere in the block, turn around, wait a second, and then just jump up and shoot because he's taller than whoever's guarding him. And it's it's so disrespectful. It's like it's the most disrespectful thing in the league is he just looks at the guy for a second and then just goes boop and just shoots over him. 
it is it's so funny that guy i i really hate that guy because he's such a troll and he is so good at getting under the skin of whoever's playing him he's constantly getting guys teed up oh, he's yeah. also in his, at his worst he's basically a seven foot james harden from the rockets <laughs> era where he all he does is just move toward the basket jump up and get fouled and he shoots a hundred free throws a game they, oh, they, yeah. they the sixers had a game against the celtics a little while ago where I believe in being shot more free throws than the entire Celtics team over the course of the game. <laughs> but that that team with now that they have they have like they have the Seth Curry's and the and uh the you know they have the three-point specialists and they have Ben Simmons and they have Embiid and they really feel in classic Daryl Morey fashion they feel like okay we have a we have a thing we do. Like we are we are yeah. a cohesive uh holistic unit which is the exact opposite of the sort of like anything goes Brooklyn Nets. So, I mean, that's in all likelihood, that's your final, that's your Eastern conference final. And, and what and that a final that's going to be, man. Watch television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It really there will, will be. There will be literally every minute of that series will be utterly fascinating and unpredictable. And, yeah. and I mean, because honestly that could be, the Nets could destroy them or, or, Philly could destroy them. I mean, that's literally that series could go and, and everything in between and everything like, in between, and, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it could go seven games where every game is decided by one point. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I got to tell you, uh, I get and and this is weird because I'm not usually like I hated like I was one of like everybody hated Bill Ambeer. I hated Bill Ambeer. Everybody hated you know Kevin McHale. I hated Kevin McHale. Right? You know, like the people that like the that everybody can't stand. I get the biggest kick out of Embiid. I don't know why. I just, I do. I just get the biggest kick. He's amazing. Kick out of well, he's an amazing player, but I just get this, like every every part of him is like, it's like I have to score with disdain. Like every shot is with such like, yeah, you're not very good actually. And and, yeah. and I'm way better than you. And it just, he, like, he wants to embarrass you. Like, <laughs> he does. but he also like it is really funny how um how like there's a there's a real uh he just is like a social media troll come to life where he where like he's on the court he's constantly just whatever he's doing it drives people up the wall and they are constantly furious and they're getting and they're constantly and then he'll he'll look at the refs and gesture to the to the whoever's upset and and make he he'll actually make the, the technical foul oh, tee yeah. with his hands and be like come on you got to do it and it works like the, then the refs will like tee the guy up he, he's he is a uh he is there's never been anyone like him it's no so, I, I love that that look yeah that look he gives the official is always the Man, can you believe this guy? Like, yeah, like, the, the <laughs> cock, the sort of cocked head. Like, really, you were doing this? It's, it really is like the guy in the in the NFL who throws the first punch, and then the other guy gets the penalty, and he's like, "Whoa!" You know, he falls down when he, <laughs> and he, when he, and he holds his holds his arms out like, "Are you seeing this? Do you see what's happening? How dare how dare this person? Do how dare this person? Exactly. <laughs> All right, you know what? Best ever, and you know what? I think we need to raise the price again. That was yeah. The best let's go. Ever. We're going to two two oh nine a year. It's another twenty dollars. Twenty bucks. Yeah. I think that's look. People can afford that. That's fine. Two oh nine is well. Is you fine. again where I did dare you to find this content somewhere else. If you don't think you should pay, then I dare you to, to go, yeah, sure. You, you can find Fruit Talk and, and Joel and B Talk this good 
somewhere else <laughs> on the internet, then God bless. Go go find exactly. it. Exactly. Go find it. Go find it. That's that's what we always say. Today's episode is sponsored by the NBA and their quest to advance the game of basketball, grow the community, and impact culture. The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of its 75th anniversary season. That's game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond, from iconic plays and arenas to the impact players have in the community. That's the NBA. That's game. Like in the NBA Finals when the Bucks had their backs against the wall. Drew Holiday steals the ball, pushes the break. Alley hooped to Giannis for an iconic slam. Seals game five and the eventual title. That's the NBA. That's game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login <laughs> for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Yes, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, next segment is, uh, oh, Science Appreciation. Science Appreciation Celebration. You know, I got to tell you, my science appreciation just stays right where it is. I, I am getting, my my oldest daughter got the uh, second vaccine shot yesterday. I'm getting uh, mine along with the rest of my family next week. And... Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, are you feeling things opening up? I mean, you, you are you seeing it out there? Yeah, I mean, L.A. is doing very well right now, knock yeah. on wood. California, there's been a recent sort of small uptick, but the the positive rate is still like one percent statewide, um, and in and in L.A. County, we're down. You know, we 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 we've gone through two tiers. Uh, we're two tiers better than we were like even a month ago. Like it's happening pretty quickly. Uh, the governor announced that the entire state is planning to open up officially on June 15th, barring uh, some kind of, you know, uh, backslide or whatever. So, yeah, like I, I I mean, it feels it feels like people are now you run into people on the street and they'll say like uh, like when I walk my dog, they'll say like, hey, just so you, like they're not wearing a mask. It'll be at night and there's no one around. Right. And they'll, they won't be wearing a mask. They'll go, hey, just so you know, like I'm I'm fully vaccinated. And, you know, so there there is this like. The, there, there are more and more people who are uh, feeling safer, uh, and and are and even the and I have to say the the nice thing is when you you know when you go out and it's not late at night when and there are people around everyone's wearing masks and yeah. you know that most of those people are vaccinated and they're still wearing masks and like which is what they should be doing yes so I it feels at least out here like people are. Like everyone that, you know, I think something like 40 percent of the state is now has gotten at least one shot, which is great. Uh, but people are still kind of taking seriously 
the the uh, the precautions and the and the you know the guidelines and everything well, else. So it feels it feels. I mean, obviously, every day feels a little better than the day before, and it's yeah. been that way for a couple months now. Well, the thing that strikes me. So so we went to get my daughter's uh, second vaccine, my oldest daughter. Uh, so now I have been to three different uh, vaccinations. With I was I went with her to both of hers, and then of course our own. And I got to tell you, so three for three, we got the cheeriest people who who were who were uh, administering these vaccines. Super duper cheery people, and I'm wondering, I you just how is that possible, right? I mean, like these people are are. Every day, just people flooding in. They're giving shots, you know, and then people handle those shots differently. And and of course, everybody's you know who's going to get vaccinated is 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 happy and 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 very much looking forward to it. But you know, this is a real grind. I mean, that's a grind of a job to to be administering these vaccines, and yet absolutely delightful, just delightfully. Just not not just delightful in the sense of, you know, there were, you know, my, my daughter is afraid of shots and the way they treated her and they helped her and, and pulled her through and all this. But just almost like I'm a part of something, you know, bigger than myself kind of thing. I, I just it, it just to me felt so inspiring. Well, I mean, if your job were to save the world <laughs> yeah. and, you, and you got to do that hundreds or thousands of times a day yeah. i think you would you would i mean it's been the the worst year in, in modern memory for right. everyone in the healthcare industry and uh, every nurse and every doctor and every hospital worker and every frontline worker and every emt and now this is the this is the good part this is the part where it's yeah. like now just every single day it's like i'm going to prevent some number of dozens or hundreds of people from getting this terrible thing that must be that must feel so good it must yeah. be amazing it must I, be like a a, a a a minute by minute joy for people to administer these shots and know what know that they are literally where the rubber is meeting the road where science and research and and uh, and and the miracle of modern technology is is like help is like actively literally physically helping the world to get back to normal. I mean, I would feel amazing if I if I were in that position. I think that's true, but you know, look, let's be honest. You talk about people who are out there saving the world and being uh, you know, being joyful about this. Look at Batman. You know? <laughs> just grim. Just grim. He's out there. He's out there helping the world, saving the world, I guess. Grim every well, time. No matter I mean, what look, happens. I, if we could get some insight, and I hope this happens someday, if we could get some insight into Batman's origin story, well, that's none the problem. We of, don't none know of these movies, they, they, you know, they release a new movie every year, and they, you never know what happened to this guy, what happened to him that made him this way. Right, because right. I just, I then maybe I would have some ability to sort of understand his modern day uh, doings. But they never get into that. They never explain that. They never explain what happened to Spider-Man, how he became Spider-Man. You'd never, you know, there's, what have there been, 11 Spider-Man movies in the last 10 years? You never, like, not once do they say, like, hey, we're going to tell you what, how this, how this guy came to be this way. And it's infuriating. And I just wish, maybe we'd be able to explain the difference between Batman's outlook on the world and like a and a and a vaccine giver's outlook on the world if we had any understanding of what happened to him that caused him to lead this life of vigilante justice it's a great point i mean look that's yeah. the abc's of storytelling isn't it i mean tell me tell me yeah. all right how did this guy 
decide to become Batman? Like, right. how did like, that happen? What happened to him was when he was a kid, what happened to right. him? Like, was he, you know, was his dad mean to him? Right. Or was there a bully in his school or just something, just anything? They just, I just wish someday in one of these dozens of Batman <laughs> movies, I just hope some screenwriter decides to explain what 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 happened to him to cause him to lead this life you know give us like a couple of minutes that's all look we're not Anything. asking for a lot right no just a quick little flashback you know like he's a kid and he's walking to school and a bully picks on him and he's like you know right. what someday i'm gonna put on a rubber suit and and fight for justice <laughs> exactly he's in the mall and he and and somebody knocks the drink out of his hand right like yeah was, yeah something like that yeah that's, <laughs> and, and he's like oh and he just you know he decides to become this this uh, this character I, it's yeah. it's spider-man is weirder though because I mean like that guy's got like powers how did he get those no idea no one they've never explained it I just want them to explain it once and then I'll be and then I can relax it's now I sh- it should be noted you know I've seen every Batman movie and I've seen every spider-man movie but right Every single time I've gone, I have uh, had to wait in a long line for snacks, and I've missed like the first seven minutes of those movies. So I suppose it's possible that they have actually spent. I've just uh, never seen it, but, but seen I don't them. think so. I don't think no, so. I've seen them, and 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 honestly, I I don't remember yeah. if there was. I mean, if there was any explanation about these guys, I mean, mm. you know, it, it just seems to me like look, I they explained Forrest Gump. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, it's know. just it's just frustrating. It's it just is. if you're if you're listening, Hollywood screenwriters, give us give us some origin story there. Give us some backstory. Something. Give us something. All right, there you go. Best ever science appreciation. Uh, two twenty nine years. Say. Two twenty nine years starting. Two twenty nine uh, a year. Where else are you going to get this sort of insight into the comic books that, like this? <laughs> All right, we're going to talk a little baseball here. We're going to have our draft in a little bit, which uh, which is somewhat related to baseball. But, you know, the season, uh, as, as we know, we've already told you what's going to happen at the end. But, you know, it's really interesting to watch what's been going on uh, during the uh, during the early things. So I've got a couple of thoughts about the first uh, week, week and a half of the season uh, about things that have already blown my mind. But I want you to start because you and I, we text pretty much with Brandon every night. What has been blowing your mind about baseball so far? Uh, I mean, a lot of things. Um, yes. You you brought up uh, Detroit Tigers sensation, oh, Akil Badu. Is that I how you pronounce it. his name? Akil? I think it's Akil Badu, I believe Akil that's Badu. right. Uh, Akil Badu is... Oh, we should, <laughs> by the way, in this podcast, we should choose our podcast player of the year which we, we have can. which which we have gotten numerous nominations for okay uh, that's so, good so, so we'll run those down in a second yes. akil badu is is like a is a, a wonderful Ugh. story um my beloved boston red sox getting swept at home by the <laughs> orioles and then winning seven straight <laughs> is also very weird like they may be I mean, it's 10 games. It's way too early to say this, but they may be slightly better than I thought. I thought they were going to win 78 games. Maybe they're going to win 85 games, which might mean they're in, you know, they're in contention for a wild card spot in September. That would be a huge win. Let me say this about the Red Sox, uh, and then we can move off them because I know that from the from the thousands of fan letters we get, I know that uh, some of you, not all of you, but some of you think that there's too much Red Sox talk on the podcast. Yeah, a few um, people. I've, I, not many, though. But a yeah, few not many, but that. a few. But uh, here's why. So Alex Cora is managing the team again. And, um, you know, there's a lot of debate going back to the Moneyball era and the Art Howe got the job because he looks like a manager. 
about the, about how effective or how important managers can be uh, right. in baseball. So the, this is here's one anecdote. Take it or leave it. Right. So the Red Sox have a, a very young player who's a first baser named Bobby Dahlbeck, and he's a, he's a highly he's one of their highest uh, touted prospects, and he's got a big bat, and he had a great spring. He hit a ton of homers in spring. And he was like, "Okay, you're starting. You're you're in the lineup. This is this is a we're we're going with this youth movement." And he's he got off to a rocky start as as twenty three year olds or twenty two year olds often do. Um, he's but actually twenty six, by the way. I just want to. He, know oh, that. that's right. He is older. He is older. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's been in the minors for a while. One, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the but so but his first year really uh, it's in the starting it's lineup. A, he's a yeah. rookie. No, no, he's a rookie. So he so he's scuffling at the plate, and you know he he had a monster spring, and he's scuffling in actual games. So he has an at bat the other day, where he hits the ball the other way, uh, a rocket. In fact, it registered on MLB Barrel Alert as a barrel. Yeah. Um, but they're playing in Minnesota, and it's twelve degrees below zero and snowing, <laughs> and the ball dies at the warning track, and so he goes into the dugout, and there's a shot of Alex Cora talking to him about the at-bat, and then the next two times he came up, he had the two best at-bats of his year by far, and in, and both of them ended with him lacing doubles the other way down the right field line, like hard-hit line-drive doubles. And Jerry Remy uh, was all over this, and he was like, this is why coaching matters, because he made a good out. Like, he hit a ball hard the other way, and then Cora talked to him, and who knows what he said. He might have just said, like, hey, good at bat or something. But I think he was, like, that's he was, like, praising the approach. And the next two times the guy came up, he didn't try to pull those balls uh, and ground out weekly to short or second. He went the other way again and got and and had two doubles to show for it, including a, uh, one of them that drove in the eventual, I think, the eventual game-winning run. And... You know, Alex Cora obviously is a figure of great controversy these days because of his association with the Astros and and also with the Red Sox and whether or not there was something untoward going on with the Red Sox. But I do believe that Alex Cora is a really good coach. Like, I think he's a really good manager. And I think he really does stuff like that. There was that story we talked about years ago about about Mookie where when he came over to the Red Sox he was like hey here's how we pitched you we knew you were going to take that first pitch and so we just threw a fastball right down the middle and you took it every time and you were behind in every count so be more aggressive and start swinging at that first look look first pitch fastball and and swing at it and Mookie won the MVP and they won the World Series and so I, I I say all this just to say I I think that in the right circumstances there are managers who like actually manage and do what they're supposed to do and and that it, there is a tangible difference now. Is the seven and three Red Sox start as opposed to last year's miserable sixty game season? Is this indicative of anything? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's too early. But I will also say that last night, uh, Tony Larusa, who is uh, who's ninety one and still managing in the majors <laughs> because uh, Jerry Reinsdorf uh, <laughs> felt like he made a mistake not hiring him years ago. Uh, Lucas Giolito. And Shane Bieber were locked in this incredible pitching duel. One of the best games of the year so far. Yes. Nothing, nothing after seven innings. Giolito has eight strikeouts, nine strikeouts. Bieber has 10 or 11. Uh, they've each given up, you know, one or two hits or whatever. Giolito's thrown 96 pitches or something or 98 pitches. Larusa brings him out for the eighth. And it was just so, it was immediately so stupid. And everyone could see how stupid it was. Like, he's thrown 100 pitches. It's his third start of the year. Like, what are you doing? Don't bring this guy out for the eighth. 
but it's like it's this classic Tony Larusa old school. He's my guy. He deserves to be out there. No, he do, he's tired, and it's it's April. And what are you doing? Like you need this guy in October, man. Don't don't risk this. And of course, Gilito walks the leadoff guy and has to get taken out then of the he game. Pulls him, yeah, and he pulls him, and it's like, and then the, the, luckily for him, the the White Sox won the game. But I just I I feel like in the margins of these games, if you watch closely, you can see these moments when managers do good things and managers do bad things instead of just staring off into the middle distance the way Art Howe used to, which is why Billy Bean loved him so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I, totally agree. I, look, I, th- we, we could talk about La Russa here in a minute. Um, I, I think managers are more important than we give them credit for because we're talking about the moves they make in games. And the moves they make in games, you know, there are there are good moves, there are bad moves, but most moves are they might work, they might not. You know, I mean, we're just we're dealing with very much the, the margins, uh, very very tiny percentage difference in in win per you know win probability between this move and that move. And you know when you're when you're dealing with that small amount and and especially it's it's one game. Yeah, all right. I mean, you, you want to give your team the best chance to win, but. But, you know, I don't know that you're going to out-strategize anybody. But this idea of, and I think Alex Cora is very good at it, uh, this idea of, you know, being, not only being there to to sort of help players through tough times or to, to, to keep them going, but this, I don't know, this feeling that they're paying attention, you know, that they're, that they're out there. I mean, I remember talking to a couple of players about, a manager who I will not name. And they were like, you know, he's not relevant to my life as a player. I, 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 you know, he's there and I know he's there and I guess I see him quoted in the paper and, you know, but, and sometimes he'll talk to me, but like, he doesn't have any real impact on my life. And I think a lot of Hmm. managers are like that. And, uh, you know, Brandon has told us that a lot of times the manager is like, uh, you know, he's just, it's it's fine. He's just there. And and by the way, you see this a lot when a manager gets fired in the middle of the year and the players are like, well, it wasn't his fault. It was our fault. But they don't really like feel like anything is going to dramatically change. You know, they're just kind of like, all right, well, you know, I guess we have a new guy now. Um, I think Cora's not like that. I think I think everybody sort of Cora like really sort of and, and I think there are guys like that. Francona does this. To, to to better and worse, Joe Madden does this. Larusa probably does this. Uh, it is they are they are absolutely imposing their own feelings about the game, their own you know philosophies, uh, their own personalities on their teams, and I I think it matters over 162 yeah. games. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I think Dusty Baker does that to some extent, right? Because he's I, like I do. He's yeah. like my these are my guys, and he he's like. He he is a he and Larusa are sort of well, maybe not the same. But Dusty Baker, the reason Dusty Baker I think was the right guy to manage this Astros team, is because he's just like 
these are my warriors and I'm going to defend them at all costs and let them. Right. He's just like, uh, he's just like got their backs a hundred percent in all matters. And that leads to like very bad decisions, like leaving <laughs> pitchers in into through 150 pitches or whatever and ruining right. Kerry Woods arm and <laughs> stuff like that. But I maybe in the, within the turmoil of that team, the thing that was needed was a guy who's just like, I love you guys. You're my warriors. Get well, out especially, there. Well, especially, yeah, the world's against us, but I'm with you. You know I mean? That, the, yeah. For the Astros, that's why it's perfect. The other thing about him that's that I think is separate is he's just a likable guy. He tells stories, you know, like, the, like if you're a player who's interested in baseball, this guy can tell you, you know, about about being on deck when Hank Aaron hit the home run. And, right. and you know, I mean, he's just, you know, what it was like to face Bob Gibson and, and he's he's super entertaining. So I think Francona's like that. I think Francona's generally uh, and genuinely a nice guy. And I think that yeah. that comes across and, and people like that. I think Madden's a nice guy. Madden is just a kook. That's the difference <laughs> with Madden, right? He's just a kook because you never know when he's gonna like march an elephant on the field or something. But but he's but he's a nice guy. And so anyway, I think that they're that the art house are sort of like what what is what is his purpose? It's just like he's it's just to stand there and look out on the field. That's it. Yeah. He's, you know that's the job, and uh, and so it's different. So I want to get back to the player of the of the uh, the podcast player of the week. Um, the uh, by the way, we we have a, a quick update that we're, that I'm going to fill you in on in a minute. New, breaking news on the podcast. Ooh. I know it's exciting. First, first time ever. It's the first time ever we got breaking news. And by the way, it won't be breaking news to you by the time you hear this. By the time you hear this, it'll be old news. But that's okay. It's breaking news for us. Um, the nominees uh, that I have heard from, of course, everybody thinks we should go with Akil Badu, and his story is wonderful and crazy. He was a Rule Five pick by the by the Tigers. The Twins just kind of gave up on him, but but. Not really for any reason. It's only because he hasn't played in like two years because he was hurt. And then no minor leaguers played last year. And and he's wonderful. He's just a wonderful. But the maybe maybe the leader in the clubhouse is uh, Chicago White Sox on your mean Mercedes, right? I mean, I yeah. it's, it's awfully hard not to go with your mean. It does, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, for a lot of reasons. One of them is how he looks, which is wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. He's just he, a designated hitter that looks like an old catcher, right? Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> um, let's see, he's listed at 5'11", 245. <laughs> so he's and really 5'9", 270, I think right? he's 5'9", 270, yeah. Uh, but he he is he is almost um, been just as a hitter. He's almost worth an entire win by himself. <laughs> by himself through, through whatever it is, thirty three at bats. Like that, he like it is a it is a who knows whether he keeps it up. But he's currently leading the league in both batting average at four eighty five and OBP <laughs> at five forty one. He's slugging seven fifty eight. He he's he's sixteen for his first thirty three. Uh, and he's 28 years old. Like this is not a guy who. Um, this is not a phenom. This is a guy who. No, it's a guy who played an independent ball like like four years ago. Was, yeah. he was playing in White Sands for crying out loud. Yeah, he he's definitely he's definitely up there. I mean, I, what who are the other uh, who are the other contenders? Well, you know, the look one contender is a guy that we have considered before uh, for for the podcast, but and, and he might be too good <clears throat> at this point. But but we have to consider Nicholas Castellanos, 
for yeah. for the basic notion that no player in baseball he okay let's put it this way he has led the league in outs made on barrels so everybody knows a barrel is the hardest kind of hit ball perfect angle perfect you know speed um he has made more outs on barrels Every single season for the last five seasons, every <laughs> single season, that guy hits more hard hit balls into outs than any player in baseball. If that's not a podcast player, I don't know what is. That's pretty good. I mean, just <laughs> as a as a stat to follow, that's a great stat to follow. Um, I want to throw a wild card out there, which oh. is which is uh, Minnesota Twin catcher Williams Astadio <laughs> okay who is he's 29 years old uh, I saw him play for the first time yesterday in the in the Red Sox twins game he hit a ball to short again it was snow it was literally snowing in the game and so the defense was not uh you know at its normal level and Xander Bogart made a high throw and Astadio slid under Bobby Dahlbeck's tag feet first and was safe and he is listed at five nine two twenty five, which makes I him think, what? I think he's actually four nine three twenty five, <laughs> based on my based on my my observation. Uh, he has a he has a Bartolo Colon. He's Venezuelan, and he has a Bartolo Coloni kind of look about him. Yes, he his head is a slab of granite uh, that was that was um like like fused onto his neck it's amazing uh it is is wonderful and he has a wonderful mullet he's just a he's all around like a, a delight to watch uh so he he i don't know what stat we could follow with him i don't even know if he's a starter i don't think he he's is not he's he's not he's he's more the backup but he also is a he is he's he's a catcher third baseman and first baseman which i love um, yeah. he'll play anywhere. Uh, he, he moves around at four foot nine, three twenty five, Um, <laughs> and, uh, what a joy, what a joy that he is excellent. All right. So I think those are, those are four excellent nominees. We'll probably put this up uh, as a poll, uh, for people to determine who they think the official podcast player should be. I, I, Boy, your mean is going to be a tough one to beat. It's right? going to be hard to beat your. It's mean. going to yeah. be hard to yeah. beat your mean. I think he's, you know, but also you can, you can, you don't have to vote for one of ours. You can nominate, and, and it's possible we're not going to pick any of those four or any of your nominations. We don't. That's you know, right. That's, that's how. We, that's how things work. <laughs> I mean, talk about too good. Uh, but Byron Buxton's start oh. is another thing we should mention right. briefly. Well, there's two things I want to say before I give you this breaking news. One is Byron Buxton's start is uh, I can't. There are very few things that have made me as happy as as this start. He is, he's he's absolutely. You know, I mean, I'll look at his latest numbers. He gets two hits every day. So yeah, four sixty nine, five twenty eight. He's slugging one thousand ninety four. This is obviously through only nine games, but he's hitting four sixty nine with five home runs in nine games. And yeah. the thing that's so wonderful about it. Uh, I mean, there's so much wonderful about it is, yeah, this is what we thought he was, right? This is like, like, yes, I, this is the guy. Yes. A hundred percent. We've been waiting for this version. Look, he's always had the speed. He's always had the defense and, and there have been these flashes, Ugh. you know, a couple of years ago, he yes. had 30 doubles uh, and, and he, you know, he had, he, he had, had 29 stolen half. bases. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. an amazing second half. But this is, I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, this guy won't, this, this won't stay where it is. These numbers no, won't stay. No, he's not going to get 500. Probably, no. But it is, he is one of those guys, it's like Acuna, where when they're going well, 
it's just like it's it's <laughs> Kevin Durant. It's like you're unstoppable. You can't get these guys out. It's so fun to watch, and the, so that we might maybe we can create a separate category for just Byron. We should have a new segment. It's Byron Buxton appreciation. All right, <laughs> Byron, we are having a Byron Buxton appreciation. We're going to have David Van Camp and uh, do the music. I'm sure right. David is listening to this, and we'll probably have it by next time. Uh, oh, he's. It's so fun. It's so fun when he's playing well and it's the and best. Healthy. He's a, he's a, he it's is he's 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 basically he's like Mookie. He's just this like yeah he's Mookie. U- he's he's an uber athlete who just <laughs> does who does everything well uh, when he's and like last night he had he hit a ball up the middle. The Red Sox had him positioned perfectly. And he was a hard hit grounder, but the ball hit the second base bag and skipped into center field. And I was like, maybe this is a sign that it's finally all coming together for oh, him. Like maybe he's just getting lucky in the way that great players get lucky yes. like that. Oh, uh, I love so it. yeah, yeah. Love Byron it. Buxton appreciation. Uh, I would love it if that in, in a perfect world that segment we do that segment every week every because week. hopefully that means his season has gone the way love we want it. it to go. Love it. Love it. All, All right, right. What's your sec- breaking news? Well, before I get breaking news, the one other point I want to make, and then we're going on to breaking news, and then it's draft time. Um, is I I'm sure this is true. I have never seen so many routine ground balls to shortstop be get beaten out by by as I've seen this. It's year. incredible, right? I mean, this is yes. this is something new, right? Yeah, I think um, there are there is a class of player in the league now whose uh, primary skill or maybe like this, their second best skill is just foot speed. Yes. And it's like, and and, and it's also guys like Otani like who Ohtani? beat out a grounder to, yes. to short the other day where you just like, well, that guy's he's like 6'4", 250. I don't have to worry about him <laughs> beating this ball out. Cause, and then it's like, oh no, he's a RoboCop. He's, he's a machine. And he just beat it out like pretty easily. Pretty easily. A, like it wasn't close. It was not no. that close. I'm telling you, I've seen it five times this year, seven times yeah. this year, where really, truly, not not just routine, but like fairly hard hit ground balls mm-hmm. to shortstop. And they throw, and again, it's like they beat it to the point where like the first base isn't even arguing. He's like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah that guy beat that. Yeah, yeah, he got it. Yeah. Acuna's done it. Um, Otani did it. Who are the other guys who have done I'm it? I'm trying to I think. I, it seems like I just see it, and it's just like, what is happening here? Somebody did it against the Mets, right? Was, yeah. was it Acuna that did it against it, uh, against Lindor? It might have been. Also, Acuna, the, the other thing is how many guys have scored uh, by tagging up from third on infield pop-ups. <laughs> it's, that's happened at least twice this year. Acuna did it again the other day. Acuna had a triple uh, and then came home. Uh, now, granted, on that one, the ball was sort of like the, the, the shortstop or second baseman, whoever was playing that position in the shift, was backing up towards yes. center yes. when he caught the ball. But like Acuna just uh, Acuna is not going to... He's if the ball is literally past the outfield dirt, he's tagging up and he doesn't care. <laughs> You're right. And he's gonna be safe. Like I, he is a that that might be the the real story of the year. Might be okay. This is this is Acuna's true coming out party. I know he was a star last year, but it was only right. sixty no, games. But, but this, I think we what we might see this year is like oh the MVP the MVPs of the leagues might shift from. To, to guys who were 22 or 23 or whatever. Like, that might happen this year. Might might be Trout's, yeah. Trout, Trout's reign of terror might be over in the American Well, too, I mean, that's what, what Brandon happens. Brandon tweeted that out, right? Brandon tweeted out that uh, that Acuna is now on planet Trout. And, and uh, yeah. it's, it's what we're seeing. What a player. I mean, what, a, what, a, what a force. All right. Today's episode is sponsored by the NBA and their quest to advance the game of basketball, grow the community, and impact culture. 
The league celebrates its teams, players, and fans across the past, present, and future as part of the 75th anniversary season. That's game highlights pivotal moments on court and beyond. From iconic plays in arenas to the impact players have in communities, that's the NBA, that's game. It's like game five of the NBA Finals where I was lucky enough to be there. Bucks Suns in Milwaukee. I'm sitting kitty corner from Giannis Antetokounmpo as he rises up for that incredible alley-oop. Drew Holiday having stolen the ball from Devin Booker on the other side, found Giannis in transition. Incredible stuff. That's the NBA. That's game. This is more than just basketball. It's what connects us all and keeps us coming back for more. That's the NBA. That's game. Ready to take a trip? Hear about all the must-see places with Thrillist's new series, Get Out of Town, brought to you by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card. Go from the East Coast to the West and everywhere in between, like the best spot to grab a drink on the San Antonio Riverwalk. There's a million reasons to get out of town. The only hard part is choosing where to go first. Listen to Get Out of Town with Thrillist everywhere you get podcasts. Brought to you by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card. Breaking news. Here you go. It's it's uh, it's time for uh, a checking in on the Cleveland Browns. Let's check in. Uh, because we just got word from our own producer, uh, Marissa, who I'm sure didn't break this news herself, but maybe she did. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> the Browns are signing free agent pass rusher uh, Jadvion Clowney to a one-year wow. deal. Wow. After he passed his physical. That's a big deal. Now, let me ask you something, because I don't, Jadavian Clowney uh, is responsible for the single greatest defensive play in the history of I've never seen football. it. I've ne- there, there's nothing, nothing comes like they'll show similar plays and i'm like no the, the it's thing a play, he did at south it's carolina a play that yeah you can you can watch it a hundred times in a row and you still don't understand what happened <laughs> that's right that's right uh he it was against my beloved michigan wolverines yes and he charged through the line on a handoff and hit the running back essentially at the moment the ball was handed to the running yes. back which i don't know how that first of all i don't know how that's possible <laughs> given given the limitations of movement physics space and time that's right and he hit the guy so hard his helmet flew off. His helmet flew off. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, it wasn't like they're like, oh, what a collision. That wasn't a collision. Like no. if if like if you have a semi truck hitting like, you know, like a watermelon. Right. If a semi truck hits a watermelon, you don't call it a collision. You don't call it a collision. Yeah. It was like what and they were about the same size. I mean, over the obviously clown he was a little bigger, but it wasn't like like what what happened? And yeah. to me it was like, okay, that guy's the greatest defensive player ever. And I guess his, you know, his NFL career has been a little bit checkered. I mean, he's had some some really good, you know, stuff and and some other. But it's like, how do you get that play out of your mind? You never. Yeah, I, I think that play basically earned him like a hundred and fifty million dollars <laughs> over the course of his career. Uh, but uh, but that's this is good news for the Browns because the yes. Browns were already, you would have to say, after last year a leading contender to come out of the AFC. Wouldn't you yeah. say like they're in the top three uh, teams? Like, I mean, the, Steel- the Steelers me, are, I, Steelers I, are yes. falling apart. Like yes. they're, they're, so you have to think they're, they're favorites to win their division. And who else is, you know, who else is, uh, the chiefs, uh, obviously are in the mix. They, they always will be as long as Mahomes is their quarterback, but right. you add a, you add like another pass rushing piece to that defensive line. Like suddenly you're like, man, they've, and OBJ is back, yeah. which I think will be good. Although they weirdly played better, better without him. Better without him, but he was hurt. I, you know, I still, I'm still a believer. 
I'm just imagining Clowney next to Miles Garrett. I mean, my God. Yeah. My Who do God. you block and how? But is it <laughs> is it max protect every play? Like, what do you do? So, I mean, this is big. This, I mean, this is it's a big breaking uh, news story that we're giving you. Deal. You know what? Two forty nine a month. I mean, a, a year. That's right. We're going to two forty nine a year. If we're going to give so you breaking it, news like this that you can't get anywhere except for everywhere that you've already seen this by the time you hear it, uh, we got to go up in price. Sixty two fifty a month, and then a couple months, <laughs> one month of sixty two forty nine. <laughs> I think we could. Don't you get if you if, if buy you know eleven months the twelve month free maybe. No, no, sorry. I'm not going to do that. You you know what you're getting. You're getting your you're money getting for it. it. All right. It's time for our draft. We are drafting. And look, I think this is obvious. In, in fact, it's a little bit cliche at this point. Don't you think to draft what we're drafting? Yeah, it's, it's a little embarrassing. A little embarrassing. We, one, I can't believe it's, we haven't already expected. done it because everybody's done this draft. We are drafting the um, uh, abbreviations of teams that you see in the standings and uh, in the scoreboard when you're watching a game, right? That's it. Like, so if yeah, or if you look at like the ESPN, right. you know, scoreboard, like the three letter, the three letter or two letter abbreviations for I think it's got to be three team. letters, I think, to be, to be okay. right? Interesting. Yeah. No, because that, <laughs> that's the one that's, I mean, I guess they, they do. But like if, you're, if you go to baseball reference, they're all three letters, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yeah. let's go with the three letter. But we're going all sports, uh, which, I, which I love. And uh, again, you know, look, I know you guys have already done this at home, so... Uh, if you'll bear with us, we just we've never done this. So let's let's go ahead and do it. And you have the first pick. My first pick is a little bit uh, unexpected, I'm going to say. Um, my first pick is PHX Ooh. for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I don't know why, but when I look at the NBA scoreboard, I just love seeing <laughs> PHX. I just love it. I don't I, I have no explanation for it. I, I mean, it, obviously the X is cool. It's cool to end in an X. The X is cool. My 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 son's middle name is Xavier, in part because I just thought it would be cool to have an X as a middle initial. <laughs> um, but PHX, I think it's also maybe colored by the fact that the Suns are really fun to watch this year, and they're really good. And so, like I've I've been watching a lot of Suns games. I don't know what it is. I, I have no explanation for it. I just really love PHX. I love the way it looks. You know what? I like PHX too. And it's interesting. It's not the X because literally the worst three letter. I'm just going to tell you what it is. I mean, it's on your board. I'm sorry. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to embarrass yourself. The worst three letter is J A X for Jacksonville. Oh, terrible. 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 Ter- absolutely horrendous. Uh, yeah. So it's not the X. It's it's that combination of the way the P and the H go off the X. I look. I love it. I think that's a great pick. It's a great pick. All, All right. right. Uh, with my first pick, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm definitely gonna go to uh, to baseball because I think that's where we we need to be. And uh, I I kind of have to admit that I've I've just become. I don't know. I really like CHC. For the Cubs, I I don't know why it exactly. Uh, I like the first of all. I like the separation of CHC versus CHW. I don't think CHW is that great, but CHC like <laughs> feels. I don't know. It feels kind of cool, and 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 you could see that. Uh, I see it, and I'm like, oh, there we go. The the Cubs are playing. This is this is this is cool. I I don't know. I'm gonna go with CHC as my first pick. It's a good pick. It, it's there's a couple things about it. It's palindrome, yes. which is always always fun. fun. 
Also, it's cool when there's a city with two teams, so they so the third initial can't yes. be, can't be I because you wouldn't know. So, and, and in this case, the the letter of the nickname makes it palindromic. So there's something kind of holistic and cool about yeah. it. Like, and you're right. That's why ch uh, uh, w. whatever the white w isn't as cool because it's like. Uh, what is that? You don't you don't immediately understand what CHW is. You have to think about it for a that's second. Right. But but CHC you don't. You're like, oh, that's a Chicago Cubs. Yep. I get it. Uh, yeah, it's a good pick. It, it was on my board, so um, okay. I can't I can't find fault. Excellent. Um, okay, my second my second pick is uh, is uh, is multi sport, which is SEA oh, for my Seattle. Pick. Dang it. Yeah. Dang yeah. it. And, and it's I th- a word. I think that's why. It's a word, but it also is a word that evokes the region, yes, right? Because yes. you, when you think of Seattle, you think of water, you think of the ocean, you think of the coastline. So it's this crazy thing where, like, it it is a an abbreviation that is both the name of the city and it's a word, and it is like a word that is uh, uh, represents the city and the region that it is talking about. So it really is a sort of miracle of a three three uh letter uh, representation of a place it's so good it's it's just it's that was my next pick that was i i can't i mean there's <laughs> nothing i can say i mean that's just it's it's a word that it that evokes things and you just see it it's just it, there's something just lovely about the way that 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 looks yeah. it's just yeah it's a great pick you picture it makes you picture that sort of blue green uh color scheme of the teams yeah. you know yeah. i don't because it's it, like it it really it feels just perfect for the for the it's, city. It's it's great. It's great. All right. Um with my second pick, I'm gonna go with another word. I don't know that I'm uh eh, no, I'm just gonna go with it. I'm gonna take N O R for the Saints. Um I like that it's you know, that they just go N, you know, for the new and then O R for Orleans. I think that's great. I think New Orleans is just a wonderful name in a wonderful city and i just every time i see uh anything about new orleans it makes me very happy i, I i've spent many wonderful times in in the city it's it's great there i it's funny even though the saints have been really good for like quite a long time now i still picture like the classic god archie manning terrible saints whenever i really think about them and that and that uniform and and that makes me smile and it's the word nor i like i like these that have that are actually their own word and uh so i i'm gonna go with new orleans with my with my second pick you also missed like what i think is the best reason that it's a good one which is that the famous drawl the, the regional drawl <laughs> of the way people pronounce right. the city is Orleans. Right. so it it actually like it's the beginning of the way you actually pronounce the word if you're a local yes. so that's that's like a bonus um yeah, yeah that's right. a good one um uh my third pick is uh tex for texas for the rangers um it, first of all, because Tex is a, a famous <laughs> nickname for a lot of people who are from Texas, <laughs> which I think is cool. Also, it's got the X involved. It, it is it is one of those ones where like you when you see it, you again, you don't your brain instantly knows what that yes. is. Like a, it's it's a it's it feels like it's appropriate in a certain uh, sort of almost inexplicable way for I know obviously just the first three letters of the state. I get it. But it also just Tex is like a. It's just a, it's a, it's a perfect three-letter nickname for the, for the, in this case, the state. 
Uh, and I just love, I love the way it looks. I love so it. No, text. I mean, like you're, you're watching the game and you're like, Hey, there's, it's tax. That's it. It's tax. You know, that's, <laughs> I love it. No, it's a, it's a great pick and it does have the X. It works. You know, some X's work. Jacksonville, mm-hmm. stop it. Just stop. No, I mean, Jacksonville, I, I that, that stinks. Jacksonville, <laughs> have, have the courage of your convictions. JAC. JAC. Right, that's who you right. are. That's who you are. You're yeah, not. That's Jax. who you are. You stink and you're JAC. <laughs> My my third pick is I think a fairly obvious one, good, really good value uh, at the third pick, and that's OKC. I mean, look, that's what they call themselves. I mean, they're they're so proud of that particular uh, abbreviation. They don't even you never even hear them called Oklahoma City. They're OKC. That's what they are. And so, uh, whenever an abbreviation can take over and become uh, a major part of of your own uh, identity, yeah, very good, very good abbreviation. OKC is the best in stadium chant. Yes, of for any team, right? When that when the Thunder fans are chanting OKC, OKC, it's just it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So it, yeah, it it is like you're right. It's they basically are, that is the name of their team. Essentially, <laughs> OKC. It's like, no one calls them the Thunder. It's OKC. Yeah, that's that. It's the rare three letter abbreviation that becomes more associated with the team than the actual name of the team. Yeah. You got to give yeah, it up. Yeah, give it up. Um, uh, all right, my fourth pick, I'm going to choose Pitt. Ooh, P-I-T for, for for Yeah, and and I, first of all, because, so Pittsburgh's whole thing, right, is like we're a blue-collar steel town. We're tough. We're like, we're we're gritty. You know, we're work working class guys and we fight in the trenches and we're like blah 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 blah. And I don't buy most of it, <laughs> frankly, but pit does evoke that kind of attitude, it right? Does. Like the word pit is like we're the we're like the guts, we're the pit, we're the core of this <laughs> of this whole league, you know? Uh and it and it oh and the the uh, Patriot Steeler rivalry, which frankly wasn't much of a rivalry because the, the Patriots always won. But yes. that when I saw like next week N W E P I T like I was like oh this is gonna be rough <laughs> like this is this is like Joey Harrison and you know like like screaming yeah, at Tom yeah. Brady Somebody like you just knew there yeah. was someone was gonna try to hurt you yeah uh, I just think it's a good um, it's a it's one of the ones that's a word that where the word is actually relevant to the city and to the franchise oh yeah no look Pitt is. As a guy, you know, as a Klee guy, uh, Pitt is there was Klee stinks. It's a terrible. Way, right? No, <laughs> I would never pick it. It's terrible. It's really bad. It's really really bad. And CLV is not better. So it's the city has a has a real identity crisis when it comes to three letter <laughs> three letter abbreviations. Uh, but Pitt is is what they are. All right, with my my fourth pick, uh, I am taking Buff uh, for Buffalo. Uh, Buff is look. It's it's. They're buff. I mean, that's it. They're, they're, it. It sounds wonderful. It's buff. It just has a great ring to it. Uh, it's it's you know it's obvious. Uh, and you know they they that's that is you see buff on your screen. You know you are about to watch a game where there's going to be twelve feet of snow and and it's it's yeah. going to be just just wonderful. Now they're good again, which is really fun. So yeah, buff is my uh, my fourth pick. It's also good because <clears throat> there is only one sport that has a buff. Right? Well, hockey has a buff as well. <clears throat> oh, right, right, right. Oh, sorry, yeah. So, but, but, like, generally speaking, you're thinking about because the bills. I don't follow. Yes. Hockey, you're thinking about the yeah. Bills, yeah. Like it is, it's evocative of of the Bills and of the city. 
Um, and for for a similar reason, my fifth pick is way off the board. Okay. I mean, this is a crazy reach. I'm going CGY for the Calgary. Oh, Flames. I love it. I was looking at hockey. CGY. <laughs> yeah. I I think it's just because obviously that's the only Calgary you're gonna find <laughs> in 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 major sports. But every time I'm looking at at like the when I happen to see the hockey scoreboard and I see CGY, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a team. <laughs> In Calgary, like it just delights me, and and it's such an odd combination of letters. You never see how many words do you think there are in the English language that have C, G, and Y in them? Conti- like not continuously, but like that's a, just a rare combination of letters, right? It's yes. like I yes. almost picked ATL because I love it. I think ATL is pretty good for Atlanta, yeah. uh, and I like the way the jerseys look uh, when they have ATL on them and stuff. But C, G, Y is just like that is that's weird. There's something weird going on there. <laughs> Uh, so that I'm going, CGI I'm going that over wonderful. my other picks, by the way, just so you know, my other picks were BKN. I think it's pretty good for the Nets, yes. And, and, and then I was going to pick BOS just because I have grown up caring about every single thing that has BOS. And BOS is yeah. good, by the way. BOS, BOS isn't bad. Is yeah. It's, it's pretty good, but CGY is just weird and fun. Well, I love CGY. I love certain hockey ones where at least as an American, it takes you a second to figure out what city is that? Wait, what? What is WPG? What is that? Wait. Oh yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg. <laughs> Winnipeg. Wait, I forgot. EDM. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Edmonton. Like Edmonton. That's awesome. All right. And so my fifth pick, I'm, I'm going to take, and look, I, I do not like doing this uh, because I am not uh, a oh, fan. No. Oh, I'm not going with NYY. I'm not doing that. But oh, thank no, God. I'm not doing that. But I am going with the next sort of worst thing in some ways. I'm going with STL. Look, it's it's. I see it. I know. I'm I'm watching the Cardinals. I just I see it. It evokes Cardinal baseball to me. It evokes the red. It evokes the fans. It evokes the greatest you know fans in baseball thing. It evokes all <laughs> of the stuff that's good and bad and wonderful and terrible about that team. STL has it. And I, I think STL is a little better than ATL, actually. It's also cool that T isn't the, isn't the next sound after That's right. the S, right? So like ATL, it's like Atlanta. Right. It, it tracks, but STL like is taking Lewis? the abbreviation of Saint and then making that into the first two letters, which is cool. It's kind of like, cool. That's a cool. It is. It's a cool move. It's yeah. A, uh, no, I, I, I think it's that's a good. It's a good one. I like KCR, by the way, for for Kansas City. I just don't think it's evocative enough, um, uh, to be honest. And uh, by the way, the worst one. I, I said Jax is the worst one, and they are. But any Vegas one is terrible. Yeah, those All are bad. All of them. LVR for the Raiders and and just Veg for for hockey and. No, terrible. Uh, just well, the terrible. the worst one currently is is WFT for Washington Football <laughs> Team, which is really funny. It's a, it I, I almost took that just for, I almost took that just for fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, we got three minutes left for one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. We're going to do this. We're getting this thing in seventy five minutes. This is absolutely amazing. It's one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. Talk about sports and we draft things we know Like how beaches are terrible places to go No hot fruit for Michael, no Diet Coke for Joe The podcast won't It's one last won't Meaningless thing
By the way, we're talking about 75 minutes of talk time. We are not counting the music uh, time mm, or the commercials. Gotcha. That's not that's not our deal. Good, good to know. <laughs> good to know. Just for for those for those people who want the inside scoop. All right, my one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing is uh, so you know in texts uh, when you get a text, they have this wonderful thing now, this tap back, right, where you can just respond to the text with you know a thumbs up or a heart or 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 a exclamation point which i think is fabulous fabulous i i think it is mm-hmm. it is it is so simplified my texting game it's just i i think 90 percent of texts require only some sort of tap back in my view mm-hmm. but I but i will say this but i will say this my daughter my younger daughter now we're talking about totally overuses the heart tap back like every <laughs> single text that i send or i am on some thread with her basically like pick you up at four heart you know like i like every every single thing it just i'm sorry the heart has to be reserved for big moments doesn't it so what do you want her to do thumbs, thumbs up, up instead thumbs up is the is the is the ubiquitous universal like pick you up at four gets a thumbs up I got a 97 on the test. That might get a heart, maybe. Sure. Right? But sure. I'm so, don't you feel like that that you can overuse some of the some of the more exotic of the tapbacks? Well, I had a I had a different one last meaningless thing, but I'm going to stay on this topic yes. because I have a pet peeve with the tapbacks, which is nothing is more irritating than seeing that you have unread texts or emails. <laughs> that little circle that says like 27 or whatever, it just reminds you that you are behind and that you have all this stuff you have to deal with. And the problem with the tapbacks is that they register as texts. That's right. So you see you've got 17 unread texts, and then you look, and it's just <laughs> five people on a thread, each responding with three different thumbs up or hearts or exclamation points. Right. And it, it's, there's a difference. There has to be a difference between an actual text that has information in it and just a ha-ha or whatever. Yes. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is because I do understand that you want, that the computer wants you to know that someone has responded to you in some way. But I, but I think it's lame that it gets the same notification level as an actual text with words in it. And I, and I think that they, they got to sort this out. Ooh, they got to like figure this. out a new, right. they got they need a new thing that just says like, maybe there's like a response, a respondences <laughs> category or something. <laughs> I don't know, but it, I just, I hate it. Cause I'm on some giant group threads with, you know, 12, 15, 20 people and you see that you'll have 87 unread texts, but they're not actual. There's no information. It's just people saying, ha ha, exclamation point, heart, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. Like that You're stinks. Right. I hate that. Yeah. You're right. There should be a special thing that you don't get buzzed for tap backs and you don't. Right. It doesn't open yes. up the thing. It basically where it'll tell you. Uh, yeah, some people responded, but there's no new information in. Well, I've had to mute. I've had to like silence the responses on a bunch of these group threads because your phone just never stops buzzing. If someone posts something that's fun or cool or like, Hey, look at this funny tweet or whatever you get 70 tap backs (laughs) or responses that, and you think, Oh my God, something crazy (laughs) is happening. Like you think like there's a, there's been an earthquake or you have to like, and it's just no, it's ha 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 like thumbs up, thumbs down, heart. Yeah. All right. Look again, 
uh, 319 a, a year, I think, at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to 319. Well, we it's, have it, to. Again, you can, we know what we're giving people, and we know what it's worth. <laughs> this is a free market economy, and we're going to charge what we think we're you worth. You tell me where you're going to get this kind of tap back information. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. All right, we did tell it. Me where you're gonna minutes. Get, you're going to get your mean Mercedes talk. <laughs> And and also Byron Buxton talk and also fruit talk and also uh, commentary on our digital. Age. I mean, come on. I, I mean, what what more do you want? I think three nineteen uh, is fine. All right, uh, <laughs> there we go. But we did it. Seventy five minutes. I'm cutting it off right now. Mike, as always, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login (laughs) for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Yes, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.